0: This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's teaching. And the next time you go through a trial, you're going to be stronger. You're going to know. You're going to say, God delivered me. It's like David. God delivered me from the hand of the lion and the hand of the bear. And he's going to deliver me from this Goliath also. you can resist the devil but you can't resist the suffering all you can do is resist having a bad attitude there's nothing you can do suffering's going to come and there's there's no way to resist the suffering i mean what are you going to do hold your breath i mean i what are you going to do the only thing you can do is resist having a bad attitude you know when jesus was on the cross he wasn't like oh, man all y'all knuckleheads down there did all this sin Making me suffer for you. He didn't complain about it. He didn't complain about it. But when we suffer, oh Jesus. Jesus help me. But you don't understand. Nobody understands me. I'm suffering. Got awfully quiet in this Presbyterian church. We know it's true. You suffer between glories. But there's benefits to suffering. Let me give you these few. Number one, he's going to perfect you. Bible says in 1 Peter 5 and 10. He's going to perfect you. That doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. It means, the Greek means to make you what you ought to be. He's going to make you what you ought to be. He has a plan and a purpose for you. And you're going to make it there. Unfortunately, because we want to do things our way, we end up having to learn through suffering. If we would just do it his way, we'd have a lot less suffering. We would still have some suffering. We would have a lot less. You ever, ever eaten a half-baked potato? I don't eat potatoes anymore because I can't have the carbs. But half-baked potatoes, it's like, you know, the end part's all wrinkly and like soft and too cooked. And then the middle is, is, is hard and rough. Some of y'all half-baked. That's the problem. And God wants you to be full. He wants you to be fully cooked. He wants you to be... See, some of y'all like a half-baked potato. You're not, you're not getting it, but you'll get it in a minute. That's why sometimes you're, you're hard and sometimes you're too soft and sometimes you're kind and sometimes you're cranky. You're a work in progress. Touch Somebody say, you're a work in progress. You're half-baked. It'd be like going out, ladies, with your makeup half-on or your weave half-done. It would be... You wouldn't go out looking like that, but we have to go out looking like that. God works through broken vessels. He works through cracked vessels, but that's why, that's why some of us are like that. But there's suffering, we're suffering, Philippi- we're suffering, suffering is how God does Philippians 1 and 6, which is being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will complete it. He'll bring it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus' return. He's going to keep on working on you. You're on the potter's wheel. We have to yield to the hand of the potter. And Jeremiah, it says, I went to the potter's house and I saw the, the, the master making a, 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 a vessel of clay. and he, a, 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 But, but the, the clay resisted. And the, the, the clay was marred in the hand of the potter. See, if you resist him while he's making you, you might feel some immediate relief in the pressure. But then it's just going to be worse the next time. Some people... You know, they leave a church because they got offended because the pastor didn't say hello or because they thought you were talking to them in the sermon. You don't know nothing about them. Somehow they got offended. They got hurt. and They go to the next church and they have the same problem because the problem is not the church. The problem is you. Now, that's not always true. Sometimes we need to leave churches because they really aren't feeding us because there's the Holy Ghost ain't there. Nobody getting saved. Nobody getting healed. It's the same with marriage. You know, I, I know people that have been married three times. And I'm not condemning you if you've been married three times. But that's a lot of times to be married. It is. If you've been married that many times, you have to look and see there, what is in you. Because I'm not saying that you're flawed, but maybe you keep falling for the wrong guy because of what's in your heart that's not healed. It doesn't make you a bad person, and I'm not judging you. But if every church you go to, you find something wrong with it, Something so bad that you can't stay there and you've been saved 20 years and been to 20 churches. When I was uh, 18, I left home. I didn't want to move in. I didn't want to live in Dallas. I wanted to go to college with my friends in Tampa. So I left home and in the one year that I was on my own, I had 13 jobs. Yeah, because I would start a job, but I didn't like it. So I'd just get another one. I didn't, but you know what? It wasn't the job. It was my laziness. I didn't want to work. I didn't like working. 13 jobs. My dad still teases me about that. 13 jobs in one year. Yeah. I didn't like it. So I'd work long enough to get my money from my bills. And then I'd quit. And then I'd get hungry and I'd go back to work. There was nothing wrong with those jobs. It was something wrong with me. And so when you find yourself hopping because you can't deal with the suffering, you're going to hop from the pot into the fire. It's just going to get worse. God's going to turn up the heat. Because you didn't learn it. You keep having to go through it. Abashi. Somebody say, God's working. Don't give up now. Number two, he will establish you. Establish means to make firm or stable. And when you go through trials, it really does perfect your faith. And the next time you go through a trial, you're going to be stronger. You're going to know. You're going to say, God delivered me. It's like David. God delivered me from the hand of the lion and the hand of the bear. And he's going to deliver me from this Goliath also. It gives you faith. The experiences that you go through, it gives you more faith because there's going to always be another level. There's going to always be another test. It's not like it's just you're going to stay put. God is a progressive God. And if you're not learning and you're not growing, then honey, you might be backsliding. So we have to get a grip and understand that this is just the way it is. God saying to you in your dreams given the average human sleeps eight hours a night that's one-third of our time on planet earth it should come as no surprise that God will at times speak to us through spirit inspired dreams so then why are most of us clueless as to what they mean decoding your dreams will demystify God's dream language The truth is God speaks to each of us in ways that are personal to our culture and our life experience. I want to teach you how to decode your dream life, understanding how God speaks to you, how to judge your dreams. Decoding your dreams will provide a solid, safe explanation of the dream world and dream languages that will help you understand what God is really saying to you. Pick up your copy of Decoding Your Dreams wherever books are sold. Not any different for unbelievers. they go through suffering too. The difference is they don't have a comforter. Amen. Praise God, thank you, Holy Ghost. We just thank you, Holy Ghost. Somebody give Holy Ghost praise, because you are our comforter and you are our standby. You are with us. you will never leave us or forsake us. and will you'll pick up the phone any hour of the day or night, and you'll never put us off. You'll always pray with us, through us, for us. Oh God, we thank you. Amen. Jesus to establish also means to be put in a favorable position. So once you get suff- once you, it's almost like you're suffering. It doesn't really earn you favor. But the fact that you are willing to go through it and didn't turn your back on God, the fact that you are willing to go through it, you didn't curse God and die. You begin to get favor in the eyes of God and man. Why? Because God can trust you. He sees that you withstood it. You stood the test. Even if you fell down, beloved, it's okay. The righteous person falls down. But he... The key is getting back up. We need to stop focusing on how many times we've fallen down. And focus on the fact that we kept getting back up. Amen. I've fallen down. We all fall down. It's whether we get back up or not. It also means to cause, to grow, and multiply. So when you're established, you're stable, and God can give you more. When, God, when Job went through all that suffering, he got double for his trouble. It stabilized him. He grew and multiplied. In suffering, God removes our props and strips us of our self-reliance so we can feel alone and lonely. Many times when we're going through suffering, we feel alone. And after a period of time, we begin to feel lonely. How many know when you, don't, when, you're, when you feel misunderstood or when no one understands you, it brings a certain different kind of pain. But the good news is, is Jesus has been through all manner of temptation. He has all had all kind of grief. And he says, the Bible says, he knows what it feels like. Amen. He knows what it feels like. He knows. He understands you. He's been through it. So this is why he's wanting us to turn to him. Not that you shouldn't have a pastor or shouldn't have a counselor. We need people to encourage us. But when we depend more on other people than we do on him, God will allow those people to disappoint us. So that we'll keep our eyes on him. Number three, he'll strengthen you. You'll have more spiritual strength. And strengthen this verse, actually in the Greek, it means Strong righteous thinking and strong righteous emotions. Because let's face it, our thinking's kind of messed up sometimes. It's possible someone sitting next to you just got some messed up thoughts. They might have some messed up thoughts about you. Our thinking is just, it's stinking thinking sometimes. It's just stinking thinking. It's rotten. And we've got to start thinking about what we're thinking about so we can cast those things down. You don't think right. You see the emails we get to the ministry. These people are, they're, I feel so sorry for them. We can't minister to the whole world. But I mean, these people are messed up in their mind. They, it's because the church at large, the body, the leadership of the West, the church in the West at large is not teaching on things that actually help people figure out who they are understand how to deal with their minds, how to walk through struggles, how to fight the devil. We just got too much puffery going on, too much money grubbing going on. I'm tired of it. Is anybody else tired of it? Amen. I don't want to buy one more book that promises me 10 more ways to be happy by tomorrow. It's a waste of money. He will settle you. Number four, he will settle you. It's my last point. He will settle you. To settle means to lay the foundation or to found. Because there's been prophetic words spoken over your life and there's been prophetic words spoken over mine. And what happens is the enemy fights the prophetic word. You know, I have prophetic words of prophesying to kings and queens and all these things. And we get these words, and we cheer. We call our friends, and we tell everybody about it, and we think, wow, that's awesome. But we don't understand that between where you are and where God wants to take you, there's a lot of warfare, a lot of suffering, a lot of persecution. And I've gotten to the point, really, where I, you know, people say, oh, I've got a word for you. Like, keep it. <laughs> Let that be a prayer assignment for you. Because I know it's going to be warfare. I know it's going to be suffering. I know it. I know it. So you just got to brace yourself for it. You got to brace it. It doesn't hurt nearly as bad if you're braced for it. If you've been given the tools like the tools I'm giving you today and the tools I gave you last week, if you understand how to respond the right way, it'll be a lot easier. It's like I said on the prayer call this week. You know, if if I say, hey, punch me in the stomach, I tighten up my stomach. You ever had a guy do that? Tighten And it doesn't hurt because you tightened up your stomach. But if you just come up on me and hit me in the stomach and I'm not ready, uh, it's going to hurt. I'm going to lose my breath. You have to brace yourself. As a Christian, you have to be braced. You have to be armored up. You have to be sober, vigilant, watchful, prayerful at all times. Well, I want a vacation. Well, you don't get to have a vacation. You get to have seasons of rest. David the king with the most blood on his hands the most great king we saw in the bible he 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 had seasons of rest he did there were seasons of rest but you're still in a war and we have to understand that there will be suffering we also have to understand that god will settle us in it and really the, you know you heard Kenneth Hagin he used to say god god said it i believe it that settles it amen we need to settle on these things abashiki teraabashi there's somebody in here I just remembered on the way here the Lord showed me that somebody in here was really and this is a generic word maybe I begin to share it it'll be more more specific I think it's for, for a lot of people a lot of times listen let me teach you a little prophetic nugget here. Many times when God gives a, a, a more general word, it's because there's a lot of people. And if I got real specific about one person's struggle, the rest of them that, that really applied to it in a broader sense wouldn't come up. So there's a time when God will get real specific in a thing. And there's a time when it will be more broad. We had a specific word earlier. Two of them. But the Lord showed me there's, there's people here today that are so overwhelmed by life. Just so overwhelmed. And I heard the Lord say, I'm about to overturn what's overwhelming you. Hallelujah. And if that's you today, I want you to be the first ones to run up here and get agreement in prayer. Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here with you. Exciting news about the prayer movement. We have rebranded Awakening Blaze to now call it awakening prayer hubs why why do we do that we've got prayer hubs all over the world the reason why is because it's not just for home cell prayer groups anymore not just for church-based prayer hubs anymore we've expanded this movement to include marketplace hubs and prison hubs we've already got our first awakening prayer hub in a prison in California businesses are starting to pick this up and of course we have awakening prayer hubs all over the world Lou Engle has endorsed this movement Mike Bickle has endorsed this movement Cindy Jacobs Bill Hammond Dr. Michael Brown and many others have endorsed awakening prayer hubs it's important it's vital to see prayer going out into the nations and from the nations of the earth will you join me I want to invite you to become an awakening prayer hub leader in your city in your marketplace or in your prison or jail system, it's really, really easy. And we provide you all the support you need. You have a private email address, we have an interactive map so you can find and other people can find you. We have a lot of backup for you, training videos. It's all there when you join us at awakeningprayerhubs.com. Please, please, please get on fire with me for your city you have the authority in your city to pray unto revival unlike i do your boots are on the ground your boots are in the marketplace maybe your boots are in the prison system in the jail system it's time for us to band together get equipped get aligned and get ready for revival AwakeningPrayerHubs.com. hubs.com join the movement Hey guys Jennifer LeClaire here I'm coming to you with an exciting opportunity to partner with me as I advance the kingdom of God around the world as many of you know I am doing a daily prayer call that's reaching millions of people millions and millions of people a year but I'm also planting houses of prayers prayer hubs apostolic centers and of course raising up prophets and prophetic people but I'm also sewing 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 Jennifer LeClaire ministries sows back into at least 15 other ministries that are touching the sex trafficking industry they're touching digging wells in Africa they're helping uh, drug addicts rehabilitate and so so much more I need your partnership when you partner with Jennifer LeClaire ministries whether you're in Europe Asia Africa Australia here in the US wherever you are in the world you are helping to open a door for me to come to your nation you are helping feed hungry people you are helping the gospel be preached you're helping media projects flow forth you are helping you are sowing and you will Reap a harvest. Listen, you cannot outgive God. I can't do what I do without faithful supporters like you. You know, Billy Graham used to say that the janitor who cleaned the bathrooms would receive the same reward as he did for standing on a platform and preaching the gospel. When you sow into our ministry, you receive a reward. I want to invite you to become an official partner. You'll receive a monthly partner resource, special seating at my events, and so much more. The most important thing is you're being partakers of advancing the kingdom of God. Especially if you're a prophetic person, if you're mission-minded, if you're apostolically focused, support. So, pray. Amen. God is good and he's doing so much more than any one of us can do alone. But together, we can do a lot we can make an impact we can have influence on a lost and dying world it's time it's time to rise up and go further I'm asking you become a partner today